Hello and welcome to the message number 23. This is a great one and it is entitled Why and How to Be Kind. I hope this gives you soup for the soul and strength for the journey. The Bible reading comes from Matthew chapter 6. If you decide for God living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There is far more towards your life than food you put in your stomach, more than your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of God. And you count far more to him than birds. Has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror ever got uh, taller by so much as an inch? All this time and money wasted on fashion. Do you think it makes that much difference? Instead of looking at the fashions, walk out into the fields and look at the wild flowers. They never primp or shop But have you ever seen colour and design quite like it? The 10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Amen. So shall we pray? Lord, as we gather around your word today, so much rich and varied words, may we be encouraged to not just hear them, but actually allow them to go from our head to our hearts and then to our feet into action. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. It's lovely to be with you today. My name is Daniel. I'm the interim minister here at Holy Cross. And I'm speaking over the last few weeks and all the way through Lent about values, the importance of following Jesus in the real world. We've looked at values such as composure, rhythm, and hiddenness. Today, I would like to look at why and how to be kind. Why and how to be kind. Kindness is a funny word, isn't it? It's one of those elusive words. Sometimes we can think of it as a weak word. But kindness is incredibly powerful. Looking at kindness in the Oxford Dictionary, we see that kindness means the quality of being generous, helpful, and caring. 
I think most of us here would agree that, yes, that's what kindness means. But then as I look deeper at the word kindness, I reflect on where the root of this word comes from. It comes from an old English word, uh, kin, K-Y-N, meaning um, nation or meaning um, being united. Looking at the Greek word of kindness, you are linked to the word charis. Charis, if anyone is a Greek scholar, you don't need to be a Greek scholar. Charis simply means grace, kindness, life. And this Jesus who died on the cross, epitome. Son of the Holy Spirit, bless you, David. <laughs> I lost my train of thought there. This, this Jesus who died on the cross, we see behind us, he personifies, he shows us that kindness is grace, kindness, and life intertwined. Now, some of us here may think, well, that's all very well, Daniel. Thank you so much for sharing that. But why should I be kind when other people aren't kind to me? Well, hopefully through my self-deprecating examples later on, you will see that kindness is very hard. It's a challenge to be kind. And in fact, if we are Christians, if we are baptised, we are called to follow Jesus' key teaching. You know what that is. To believe in the one that the Father has sent, which is him, and to love the Lord your God, yeah, with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, and all your soul. And, this is the harper, and love your neighbour as yourself. In fact, if you want to have a score report on your Christian faith at the moment, a litmus test on how well you're doing, ask yourself this question, how kind am I? Another reason why we should be kind is because of our reader, Bex. She's not here today. Um, she's probably been kind somewhere. I mentioned to Bex that I'm going to be speaking about kindness. We was in the car and she was just in an enthusiastic way saying, kindness is so important. It is unbelievably important. It changes the world. And literally, I should have just, you know, put a dictaphone next to her and just recorded it because she was just explaining again and again how important the world sees kindness. You know, um, Desmond Tutu, one of my heroes of, of the faith, says, do your little bit of kindness where you are. It's these little bits of good put together that will overcome the world. That's why we should be kind, because kindness changes the world. As Mother Teresa says, we never know how much a simple smile can do. I think it's so important, isn't it? This value of kindness. In fact, if you want to be revolutionary, if you want to be subversive for good, be kind. Because no one can stop you doing that. So from the scripture today, looking at the gospel reading in particular, how can we be kind? There's so, so many things we could do to be kind. Well, let's look at what we've got and see what we can do. The first thing that Jesus says from one of my favourite passages in the whole of the Bible about do not worry is exactly that. To be kind, we need to start by saying we don't need to worry. 
Jesus has done it all. Kindness is relaxed. It's not lazy, it's relaxed. It's calm, positive. We heard Jesus saying, do you see any of the birds of the air worrying? No. Well, how much more does your Father in heaven love you and care for you? As I was preparing this, I was thinking of us all here today. And I was just thinking, I wonder who Jesus is to you and to me. I wonder. The moment I'm looking and watching um, Chosen, you can see on Amazon, a bit of an advert there, I should get some money for that. And Amazon have given this wonderful gift, if you have got Prime, that is, uh, of watching Chosen, which is a, a wonderful narrative of Jesus's story, the story of the Gospels. We've seen it in many different forms over the years, and it's important for us to, to watch these and to gather thoughts of what would Jesus, who is Jesus to me? Is Jesus the one who walks on water? Is he the one who calms the seas? Or is he just something I sort of, you know, like a little? Jesus is reminding us, stop worrying. Do not worry. Stop and be. One of my roles here as an interim minister is to pray, think, reflect and focus. As I bumped into Craig the other day, I was walking from Berwick to Eyemouth. And I remember just walking and praying, saying, God, help us. What are you calling us to do? And from all of that time, I just sensed God again just saying to us, just do what you can with what you've got. Don't worry. Don't worry about what you don't have. Don't worry about the things that, that we wish we could do. Oh, if only we had that amount of money, or if we, only, if we could add more people. Relax. Be kind by not worrying. The scriptures, as we read today, and uh, I think Chris should be the first of the coffee queue after that long reading at the beginning there, uh, reminds us to put God first place. We put God first place rather than worry, we start to see our lives shift from worry to help. Like the good Samaritan, he wasn't worried about being out of pocket. He wasn't worried about the thieves or the robbers who would come and attack him. No, he was cared about that person who was hurt. So do not worry. Just what Jesus says. I know it's hard, but we've got to try you're talking to a professional worrier here. I could, I could talk about all the things that, that I could worry about. But I've learned again and again to keep coming back to that sense. Jesus says, the scripture says 366 times, do not be afraid. So let's try and put that into practice. The second point I want to remind us today about kindness. This beautiful value of, of life and freedom is this. If you want to be kind, be kind to yourself. I wonder if anyone has actually thought about that. Kindness starts with you. Kindness understands and celebrates. Jesus says, do you see all of those lilies in the valley? Do you see how beautiful they are? They're not as beautiful as Solomon in all his beauty, or the king at his coronation, soon to, to come our way. 
Those words are revolutionary to your life. Be kind to yourself. My spiritual director, who's gone through three types of cancer, and she is hunchbacked and, and she, she can't hold her head up high, but she still says to me, as, she, as I look to her on Zoom, very broken by these three types of cancer, she still says to me, be kind to yourself. Going back to 2004, I wonder if anyone here was, a, um, some of the teenagers may not be alive back then, but 2004, me and Ali moved up to Newcastle for the first time. And I remember being worried. I remember being, what on earth am I doing moving to Newcastle in 2004? It's cold, it's, they speak funny, um, their football team is not doing very well, it's better than Tottenham now. It's, why am I here? And I remember walking in Blancheland, I don't know if anyone's had the chance to walk in Blancheland, and seeing these snowdrops everywhere. And I remember saying to Ali, I said, Ali, look at these snowdrops, they grow anywhere. They grow anywhere. Again and again. And then Ali kept, started to talk to them and say, you grow anywhere, you grow anywhere. And it was a word to me, thought, wow. God, we can grow wherever we are, whatever circumstance we're in, we can grow anywhere. So that beautiful snowdrop you see at this time of the year, it reminds us that we are precious. I wonder, what would Jesus say to you today? He'd say to you, pull your socks up, get a grip, work harder, do more stuff. I don't think so. That's not the Jesus I seem to uh, uh, relate to. He seems to be one who says that you're one of a kind. You're incredible. You're a masterpiece. You're exceptional. People look at you and think, wow, look what God has created, as we heard in Genesis today. When I'm kind to myself, as you know, I like walking, but I also like cake. I love cake. I love cake, I love chocolates, I love sitting around doing nothing. And that's what God loves us to do, be kind to ourselves. I love meeting with one of you, or from someone from another church, like I met Andrew Shipton, which we know from All Saints Gosford. He's hilarious. He just comes up with anecdotes and jokes which just, just make you laugh. And that's what Jesus says to us, be kind to yourself, laugh. Enjoy this one precious life. If you find it hard to sleep, don't count sheep. Count your blessings. I bet you if you get to a hundred blessings, you'll be asleep. If not, keep going. You are blessed so much. Be kind to yourself. As we hear in the scriptures, as we hear in King David, as I've mentioned to you before, he was, King David was in a hole in the ground. He didn't have cake. He didn't have walks. He had a hole. But he still encouraged himself. He still said, God loves me. God is for me. I can get through this. So do not worry. Be kind to yourself. And be kind to others. Now, be kind to others is a hard one. And two areas which I'm finding very difficult to be kind to are the following. One, driving. Two, seeing my son play football. And I want to confess in front of you all today as some got it wrong. So Ben was playing um, uh, his team that are a year above. And normally when you, if the ball comes out, you um, pass the ball back to whoever they were, uh, to whichever team it was. 
But something within me, I don't know what happened, so please forgive me, I'm not perfect. I got the ball, and I was sure it was to the goalkeeper, and I just put it on the floor, and he had to walk a little bit further, and I walked away, and I felt so ashamed. So, I've got work to do or be kind to others. So when I see, uh, when I see uh, Ben play against uh, Walker later on, which I know is going to be a feisty game, I'm going to be kinder. So there you go. I've got, I've got work to go. But Jesus is challenging us to follow him. Richard Rohr, uh, this beautiful quote, he was, he was talking about, Jesus never told us to worship him. We worship out of the response to what he did. Jesus never said you need to have, you need to be an Anglican or a Baptist or a Pentecostal or a Catholic. He just said, follow me. Kindness, I believe, is linked as a cousin to love. And we hear so many times at weddings, love is patient, love is kind, keeps no record of wrongs. When I meet with um, Adam and Leslie who are getting married here in a few months' time, I see that so clearly, a kindness. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first and everything else will be added. I was uh, with a few people, there was about seven or eight of us, at a Tezo service here in church. And in all my years of being a Christian, for over 40 years, it's always been hard to pray together. People find it okay to pray on their own or maybe with someone nearby, like a friend or something. But praying with people you don't know too well, we as British people find it quite difficult. But in this Teze service, I did say it had finished, it, was, it ended, no one moved. <laughs> Everyone was still. And there was a beauty there. And in fact, actually, I was just standing here waiting to shake people's hands as the vicar does. And I thought, actually, this is a holy moment. Everyone is still in God's presence, seeking first his kingdom. It was like the other day when I bumped into a lady called Norma. You probably don't know Norma. I don't know Norma. She lives um, near the, the crematorium. She's in her mid-70s. She's incredibly lonely. She's been here for five years. She's lost her uh, daughter. She's uh, been through so much pain. And I said, come and be with us. Listen and be with us in a, in a simple and relaxed way. You see, when we worship Jesus, we can stop and see people and we can help. We sometimes say at times, what would Jesus do? And I know that can be a cliche. But I want us here at Holy Cross to think of what would the person who you are so inspired by in this church, what would they do? They could be living, they could have passed. So many times people have spoken to me about members of this congregation who were astounding, exceptional followers of Jesus. If you find it hard to be kind to others, seek first Jesus. But if you find that hard, think what would a Christian you know, you love, do be kind to others you see i've got here this is where i come into land i hear i've got in my pocket a grenade don't worry it's not a real grenade it's it's a seed bomb have you ever got, have you ever got a seed bomb before 
I'm not going to throw a phrase at anyone, don't worry, it's not going anywhere. But in here are seeds. In here is, uh, you're meant to be reckless with it. You're meant to throw it anywhere you like. And then in time, these seeds would, um, would sprout and, and there'd be wildflowers in all sorts of places around them. And that's what our kindness should be like. It, there should never be a plan to it. It should never be like, well, I've got to be kind because the vicar said it, because the Bible said it, because Jesus said it. No, it should come from this worship, the sense of what God has done. When we throw these seeds, God would do incredible things. I end with a short story from the Bible. It's a lady called Ruth. It's a short story. So there's four chapters um, in, in, in the, the Old Testament. And Ruth is this incredible lady who had nothing. She was a foreigner. And she looked for kindness. She looked for seeds on the ground, for, for a, a, just, just a little bit of wheat. But this man called Boaz said, you can have more than just a little bit, you can have much more. In fact, they fell in love, even though there were different uh, races. They, they fell in love, there were different uh, religions. And in the end, they married, they had children, and a direct descendant of them was uh, the, the descendants of Jesus, of Mary and Joseph. Both of them being linked to that story. Friends, you don't know what your kindness is going to do. Kindness is not going to get us probably to our parish share budget. Kindness is not going to make us filled with lots of people and make us to be the most trendiest church in, in Newcastle. Well, what kindness is going to do is going to give us seeds of hope for the future. So I encourage you, do not worry. Be kind to yourself. And wherever you can, throw a bomb of kindness someone's way. Amen. That was so encouraging. Let's say together as a way to mark this time, the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now. And all God's people said, Amen.